you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Super Bowl preview show of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Shek. Yes, welcome to the show. It's our last show from here in Los Angeles in Studio 66 before we jump onto the airplane and depart for New York City, which we hear is chilly. I've decided I am going to bring a flannel shirt because I hear it's cold there, so I'm going to do that. And like I say, it's sort of let this episode serve as our preview proper well, we'll see how it goes. I don't know, maybe I'm being too optimistic about what we're going to achieve over the next uh, handful of minutes here. But let's try to analyze how this game's going to go. Because next week, we're in New York City. And then the Cavalcade of Stars comes out on Media Row. Me, the man seated to my immediate right, Adam Rank, Matt Money-Smith, and Molly Karam are going to be kibitzing with uh, all sorts of these stars. Football-based, Joe Montana's going to be there, Danny Marino. You know what those two have in common with Dave Damashek? Pittsburgh, PA. That's right. We're all that. We all are great uh, signal callers. Levy and Bell's going to be there. Rich Eisen. How do we book him? Jamal <laughs> Charles, Patrick Peterson, Deshaun Jackson. Then some uh, Hollywood types, too, like Rob Riggle, and we'll see who else turns out. Um, so anyway, that'll be fun. We've been doing this show now three years, so look oh, for it. Please. Yeah, there's it's Rob. not even a question. All right. Well, I, to, uh, to what Rob Riggle's referring there, I, I don't even recall, but I will tell you looking ahead. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, noon Eastern to three, three hours of this. Obviously, that means 9 a.m. for you people who are bad at math, at math and live on the West Coast. That's 9 a.m. to noon for you. Wednesday through Friday, it's NFL.com Live, Super Bowl 48, and you can follow us at NFL 
Com Live is the way to follow us at Twitter or hit me up at Damashek or at Adam Rank. We're both available for you. Now, Super Bowl. Let's kibitz about it. Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman. Plus, there are going to be like a hundred or so other guys out on the field. Let's talk about all of it with my main man from NFL.com, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Certainly. it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Super Bowl. I know you said it's going to be a little bit cold. Do I need to go get um, wool socks or something? Maybe some pants? Get yourself some mittens. Okay. Mittens versus gloves. Mittens are defined by not having fingers, right? Like they're just, yes. They just cover the whole hand, like a Even boxing glove. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Also, let's say hello to a man. Actually, I don't know if he knows about the cold based on his childhood from the U.K., London specifically. Of course, he's a Dolphins fan, and... Uh, and uh, he's sitting across from me right now. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? Dave, I'm very well indeed. I'm, I am a little afraid of the cold. Are, is in, it, in what's it, it like in London? In London, it as, you, as we've discussed on several occasions, it doesn't get warm and it mm. rains a lot, but it doesn't get down to that kind of you know super minus a lot. Uh, but is it San Francisco-y? Or, but it does... Mm, no, it it's snows, colder huh? than that. It snows, yeah. It's colder than that. But it definitely... It's not, like, frigid. I can't go outside. And I, I have been genuinely scared. You talk about mittens. This is another one of the uh, language... Mittens! Mittens! Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll begin discussion of the Seahawks of Seattle. Of Seattle, yeah. <laughs> Seattle. Um, we... Mittens best, in best England... Best key name in all the NFL for Handsome Hank to say. Well, I said a bunch today. Seattle. Lucky they're in the Super Bowl, then. <laughs> um, the mittens in England mean gloves with no with the fingers cut off. Oh, really? Yeah, that's What's like the, a chimney I, I sweep brought, move. Yeah, right? exactly. I brought some with me so that I can type at the Super Bowl, and yet the the palms of my hand will be sweating. <laughs> so, what do you mean? So, Is for game what? day, when the game's going on, you're going to be sitting in the press box. Will we be out in the open air? We won't be out in the open air. But last year, I don't know if you recall. In fact, we still haven't got around to doing this. Last year at the Super Bowl, um, we sat. <laughs> we done it in a full year. We sat in a press box which was directly below the air conditioning that served the entire Superdome. And I would be surprised if, even if we were out in the open air, if it could be as cold as it was in that press box um, built specifically for us to blast us with cold air um, in, uh, in, in New Orleans last year. Um, they, we, we, I bought a hoodie. We need to give it away. The Super Bowl hoodie from a year ago. Yeah, right. it, it's emblazoned with what? The 47 the on Super it? Super Bowl 47, New Orleans style. I think it's black and purple. I literally haven't worn it since that day. It's box fresh. We got to give that thing away, but how to do it? We should do it really from the Super Bowl next from week. From the Super when Bowl. When we're doing the uh, NFL.com live, I will be on Super Bowl Boulevard on Wednesday and Friday. You, I think the first person who walks up and says, Handsome Hank, just gets it. I'll that's just have it. it. There you go. I'll I have it on love that you see idea. any of the three of us in well, New York I, Somebody's got to have it. Like, I have to always have it. On, like, one of us has to always have it on them. Well, if you want to carry it around. I'll carry it. I'll, and then you have to make a video, though. To yeah. prove that it happened so we can post it. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'll that's a, a great I'll idea. Have a, uh, I'll have an ENG crew or somebody with the camera with go. me. So then he'll just say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Neil Dutton of Great Britain. Is and that I got the, the phrase that we want? Is, is the phrase that pays a sweatshirt, Hans- is it Handsome Hank? I think it should be something like Handsome Hank said he had a sweatshirt for me. I love it. That's yep. great. That sounds like espionage or yeah, something. Like, <laughs> Handsome Hank loves Seattle. 
Something like that. Yeah, Something right. like that, Dave. So some mention of Handsome Hank owing you a sweatshirt will get you said sweatshirt. All you have to do is look for Adam Rank out there Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I imagine someone will it hit can't you up be for Tuesday. that by Wednesday. Monday or Tuesday doesn't count. It's got to be while NFL.com Live is going on. By the way, Actually, I address- that would be, that'd be a nice hit for the show. That would be good. Yeah, I'm saying we'll definitely do that. So I, I will say, too, by the way, that uh, after these title games, and we did a podcast earlier in the week on Monday with our pal, one of our best pals, maybe our best pal, who is currently active in the NFL, and uh, that's A.J. Hawk. And as usual, he was gangbusters. But here in Studio 66, I feel like we collectively went to a whole new level with him. He really right. – we discussed – Captain Phillips, and he had some great thoughts on the movie Captain Phillips, but also some legitimate insight on what it's like playing in a cold-weather game. Interesting stuff if you're a fan of the Seahawks or Broncos, what this game's going to be like for the players. Talk about chicken broth on the on the sidelines and putting his helmet in the sauna at halftime mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. Really interesting insights of the experience, like I say, of, uh, of being in there for a big-time game when it's frigid outside and uh, some other thoughts on halftime adjustments and everything else. I encourage you, Nay Demand, that you go back and listen to that one. But that's in the rearview mirror. Let's look ahead here, fellas. A lot of people are hitting me up demanding that I apologize to Peyton Manning because I predicted ill for him in this postseason. For the record, I want to say, though, I will apologize to him. Go watch this week's Sheck Report, Sheck slash Shame Report at NFL.com slash Sheck. And I address this matter. If we're going to be accurate here, I said Peyton Manning won't win the Super Bowl. So, so mm-hmm. far, my prediction is is uh, is still up in the air. We'll see if that comes true. And, as you'll see in the Sheck Report, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I apologized to Joe Flacco last year mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. You can see that happen. So, there's evidence that I will follow through on this. Maybe this Tuesday, this coming Tuesday at Media Day, I should uh, have a novel or a book for Peyton Manning because he said whoever wrote the narrative uh, can stick it where the sun don't shine. Maybe I'll produce said <laughs> said narrative in book form for him at the Media Day. I think that seems like fun. Yeah, I would also, but I wouldn't actually go as far as to follow his order there to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. That may <laughs> oh, that's be... where I've been keeping it for the last six weeks. Well, there you go. I'm going to produce it on the spot. Oh, I see. Okay. I can't <laughs> believe Peyton said that. <laughs> I know. It's a, he's, is he a thug? He's a thug. That's Does this make a him thug. a thug for talking that way? He's a thug for saying that. It's amazing. Richard Sherman's gotten beaten up pretty good for that. But but Peyton Manning, it was charming when he did it, right? Oh, it was delightful. <laughs> By the way, talking about the Sheck report, the camera trick with the six arms, I don't know how you guys did that. but that I don't know what trick you're talking that's about. Worth, that's worth watching the video right there because I, I, I feel that I rewound that. I, I don't know if you rewind mm. the videos, but... I kept going back, going like, "How in the heck?" Well, you know the answer, right? Dave is a Hindu god. <laughs> I was going to go with Doctor Octopus, right? Secret, oh, that's yeah. my secret identity. I'm more cultured than you. Um, <laughs> Are I you? I don't know if that's what if that if that makes it that way. All right, black tie. I think a good way to do this. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks. I think let's do a Super Bowl edition of the blacklist. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, check and wake if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. I see you eating back there. What are you having? I had some uh, some pasta, some turkey. I had the same thing. I yeah. had the nice pasta from across the way there. Well, oh, I don't I, think anyone cares about this right now. But I care, ahead. but let me tell you so. Here, then maybe they'll care about this. What did I see? 
in the commissary, what do they call it? The huddle. I always forget the name of it. They call it the huddle. It's where you get your food. They have a salad bar, sandwiches, and they make very nice fish. In fact, I have long requested, and it has yet to be met, I want the salad bar to be the Dave Damashek salad bar, or at least the soup station portion of the salad bar. Rich Eisen and Warren Sapp have sandwiches named after them. I think I could have some soup. Anyway, at uh, the aforementioned soup station, who was perusing the options that day but Roger Goodell? I greeted him. I greeted him. You did. Hello. He said, he said, he said, hi. I said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I got nervous to say hello to the commissioner, but it was just, I mean, I'm not saying that there were like four or five people. It was just, outside of the staff. It was like 11, 15 right. in the morning. There was no one else in there. Just yeah, it was, you it was him. At, standing up. There were a couple of people eating back on, at the tables, but we were the only two people seeking food. We hadn't made our orders yet, and I'm not going to jive you. I froze a little bit. I'm what? not proud. It wasn't my best moment. I, I because I thought about indulging him in some conversation as I do anyone in that room. I, I almost the thing that I really wanted to ask him is, what are your thoughts? The buck stops with you, Kamish. What's your thoughts on squeezing the yolk out of the hard boiled eggs That's at the exactly. soup station at the salad bar? And I wanted to get his thoughts on it, but I thought, what if he's in a bad mood? What if he says, who's that jerk? And then by the end of the day, I'm cleaning out my locker. That wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to fire that bullet on his, that one. Bring your playbook. To I'm it. a little disappointed that you didn't. I'm not proud. I, listen, I, the, the man in the mirror didn't like what he saw that night. He was ashamed. I hope so. Eh, I hope so. Because, again. Because I saw him in the restroom, and I would probably not. Oh, but I don't talk, even better. But I don't talk to people in the restroom anyway, so I felt I treated him the same as I would treat any other coworker. Like, hey, what's up? Like, please don't talk to me, and please don't be in stall. <laughs> Don't be in the fourth stall because that's just the worst. But anyways, he wasn't all right. Well, I, I, I don't but, even want to get into it. But, but you know, you know, there are some guys who do the hand on the wall when they're at the urinal. No, that's what I, I do. The hand on the on the on the the partition, the separator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, do, a, you go arm rested. up casual. You get a casual. All right, very good. Go Why ahead. not relax? You know, life's too short <laughs> to be all rigid. Speaking of, uh, you guys have the turkey pasta. Did you see that Del Taco now serves turkey tacos? Mm, I'm sure the best it's part a, of the bird, yeah. It's a big it's a big moment for uh, me. <laughs> is that a favorite of yours? It's you know what? It'll get me back into a Del Taco because I've kind of sworn it off lately. Well, before we dig in, I know we're we're waiting on the blacklist starting, but one more thing. Handsome Hank, after after I don't know how many months, we can resume our, our uh, feast across these United States. Our I- I'm very much looking forward Our to food that. Our food club. We'll, I mean, have you got have you got any ideas of, of where we should go? Well, my only concern is is that if it's zero degrees, what are we going to be doing? Are we going to be we're not going to be able to go out and wander the streets until no, we no, land no, well, on a place. That's what I'm saying. But we're in New York in Super Bowl week. You know, we're incredibly lucky to be there. A lot of other people will be there. We need to make some decisions now. All right. Well, I do want to go back to that quality meat. I've already booked a table. Well, wow, that place is good. Steaks. Yes, rank. There's a new place in Hell's Kitchen called Bar Bacon, and Ooh. everything is just based on bacon. Wow. You know, my, well, it was the, of course, Thick Cut Bacon won the Shecky Award for Best Breakfast Meat, and uh, so, you know, you had me at bacon. So let's do both of those things, and that, that's, uh, I think we have a good foundation now from a uh, food aspect, but now let's talk about the football game coming up here. Get to it, Black Tie. Finally, let's do it. All right, oh. guys. Richard Sherman, as we all know, as we've been hearing all week, all over the place, all his thug antics, as you guys alluded to earlier. What are you, what is your take on Richard Sherman? Is he like the NFL's biggest villain now? 
what what's your take? Are you a fan? Just give us a take. I this will be unsatisfying in sports radio talking head terms because I don't have I, I don't take one side or the other. If I had to lean one way or the other, though, I'm in Richard Sherman's camp. But I will say a few things. Like I, and I address this on the Sheck Report, too. But on one hand, they, they shove a microphone in his face, and he's overexcited, and it's the biggest play of his life, and it's the biggest play, really, maybe, of his franchise's history. And there's no joy at all in it. It's a, it's a joyless thing. It's more important for him to show up Michael Crabtree. So that's too bad, I guess. And then on the other hand, you say, well, how many other guys are in that mindset directly after a game? And then I think back, well, so what? That's never happened before. The same circumstances have existed for the last, what, 15 or 20 years since Melissa Stark or whoever started the sideline reporting gig. You know, they've been sticking microphones in in the faces of these guys forever, and no one's ever reacted that way. But then I go back the other way, and I say, well, so what? Was it in and of itself bad? It did show up, Michael Crabtree, but it wasn't violent. It was, you know, I I do, there is some element, and I'm not trying to be, um, you know, too, too sensitive to it or anything, but... I do think there's something to the idea of uh, uh, not just a black guy, but a black guy with dreads and a menacing guy who has a nasty reputation as a trash talker doing that at a at a fair haired lovely. You know, there's mm-hmm. some that I think that raises it a little bit is the context. We joke about what well, why isn't Peyton Manning getting any heat for the, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine. It's because he says it and he's like after the game and he's kind of soft spoken. He's surrounded by press. This is on the field. It felt uh, more visceral and scary, you know, a little bit. I'm, I'm scared pushes it a little too far you know that's that's when you start to veer into hyperbole so anyway point is i'm back and forth and back and forth oh and one more point is the thing where he goes too far richard uh, richard sherman in my book is when he says hey i was just trying to be a good sport i went up and congratulated him on a good game yeah richard would you have done that if michael crabtree had caught the touchdown pass would you have <laughs> yeah, then gone right. up to him and said hey let me interrupt the celebration i just wanted to say great game fella pat right. you on the butt and shake your hand because you bested me today what do you think, Rank? That's the one part where he went too far, was chasing Crabtree down to say good game. Even though you are being a good sport, that's a little too far. I, I think there may be some sarcasm or facetiousness yeah, in his I, voice when I he agree, said it. I agree, but people take it on right, face. Right. That's the problem. People read it and they say, oh, okay, he and they believe good that. Sport. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a, the one part that was a little bit too far. You the didn't interview, think, you didn't think him making a choker sign around his neck went was a little too far as well, <laughs> dude. I, I I watch professional wrestling. I'm the right. I'm the worst but person to ask sport, about this. Really. That's, that's it's it's not. Well, it's entertainment. It's athletes, it's not, yeah. they're doing athletic things, but of course, it's not a sport. Um, but I think we talked about this earlier in the week. Is that, or at least it seems like I've talked about it on every radio show and podcasts I've gone on it's just like it's entertainment you know and most at the end of the day people who are watching football to be entertained was an entertaining moment is it the way that I behave no but I'm not going to judge somebody for behaving like that you know when you play Madden with your friends growing up and doing things that's the way we reacted around each other we would yell at each other like right. the joy of winning as you say is often taking taking a back seat to the fact that you just beat your buddy in Madden on an excellent play and that's just what it was, and it was caught on cap on film, and you know it was scary to some people, and 
you know. So they were <laughs> scary. It, was. it seemed like people, people, Adam's right. It seemed like people were actually scared by something there. Everybody, <laughs> I know a lot of the same people who are petrified for the future of our society because Colin Kaepernick wears right. his hat backwards. Exactly. Or the people that, that are crowd. also frightened by right. Richard Sherman being excited about that. Listen again, Richard Sherman. I do think sincerely gets now. As no one has talked about anything other. I mean, Peyton Manning is in a Super Bowl. You would think that would trump just about all else. And, you know, the 12th man. And like I said before that game, if that game had been played on a neutral site, I think everybody in the world would have taken the Niners. And I stand by that now, especially after the game. The 12th man came through in the biggest way. They really got, I really believe that the... Up and down and up and down of Colin Kaepernick in that game was was uh, fantastic theater. In the first half, he was legitimately, singularly distinctive in, in football history in my book. Mm-hmm. A guy doing that in the title game, just running all over with no answer. The best defense, and they couldn't do anything to stop him. He was running all over the place. And then the third quarter touchdown pass he throws, I think is one of the ten most spectacular plays I've ever seen. I I, I can't say it's the mo- in history, but that I've seen, yep, it's one of the ten great. He was off his feet. He wasn't on the ground, and he threw a strike. He didn't just complete a pass. He wasn't Tim Tebow jumping up at the two-yard line and pitching it over the heads of the defenders to the tight end. He drilled a ball from 30 yards. I mean, a strike. I, I've just not seen anything like that, and yet no one's talking about those things. Right. And, and by the way, Kaepernick then implodes and he turns the ball over and then he throws the interception and you see his ashen look on his face. You think like, well, now he went from the highest of highs to now costing his team to the game, the, the game. And then he, and then he summons, uh, enough strength internally to then drive the team back down the field. I'm, I'm just amazing stuff. The, the interesting thing is that Richard Sherman also, I mean, obviously he intercepted Kaepernick at the end there, but I don't know. Can either of you guys think of a, playoff quarterback who threw an interception to lose his, his team a game in the playoffs recently that you <laughs> that you might spend a lot of time talking about afterwards <laughs> is anyone talking about Colin, is anyone out there killing Colin Kaepernick for what he did at the end of that game no because Richard Sherman has taken all oh, of the all of the uh, all of the pressure off him I kind of think no I disagree with you I think you're uh, apparently you're seeing different stuff I think Colin Kaepernick's he's getting taking some heat. a fair bit of heat but you know he's getting you two crushed. guys you two guys not as much as not as much as some of the you know other players, I can't think of anyone off the top of my cool. head. Maybe Peyton Manning. How about Andrew example. Luck? Well, how about right. Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck is he getting heat? Mm, not as much. Andrew Luck has played two playoff games and thrown seven interceptions. One of them he gets a pass for because he then led his. T- I mean, and we can we don't need to. You, you can listen back to what we talked about at the time. But one of them he then led to one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. I get you, but I'm saying though, I do think. I don't, I don't know. Colin, I don't I'm not, not sure that Colin Kaepernick. I don't want to do the he... race baiting, but I do think there is maybe some merit to the to the thing of Andrew Luck by, by purely because he's got a white face. It's it's a different thing that he threw seven interceptions and what a gamer and what guts he showed. What Kaepernick sure. do? Phenomenal performance in the first half, then implodes, and you think, how would you bounce back from that? You'd be shattered, and instead he rises. I think Greg Roman once again. I, I'm being simplistic, and we talked about this with AJ Hawk. But why not in the second half keep running Colin Kaepernick around? I don't it's get why question. they just abandoned that. It's very weird. Didn't make any sense. And that but was I, something that that uh, Hawk talked about: is that nobody goes into the halftime and makes these incredible right, adjustments. Right. Like everybody's using the restroom. They're, they're like, it. "All right, you guys ready?" 
Yeah, we got to get back out there. Sorry, Coach. Can't talk to you about whatever adjustments you wanted to make there. And then, of course, Sherman's play itself is a fun- – go back a and look at that. Fantastic watch the, watch the effort he makes with the ball in the air, the season on the line, against the arch nemesis. You have promised. You have talked so much trash specifically against the Niners, and the whole thing has led up to this moment, and you make the play. I think it's cool in sports – when somebody comes out of nowhere to be the hero. It's cool that if you're, if you're a baseball fan of a certain age, that Mark Lemke would get to the postseason for the Braves, this, this marginal hitter, and suddenly turn, suddenly become a dynamo with the, with the bat in his hand. Those are neat stories, those Cinderella things. I think it's cooler when the guy who has put the spotlight on himself or the media has put the spotlight on when he rises to the occasion, because that's a different kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. You don't have, pr- you have pressure and you realize you're in a big stage if you're Mark Lemke or if you're I'm trying to think of uh you know if you're uh, Golden Tate there's going to be pressure on Golden Tate in this Super Bowl but you're not the same level of pressure that will be on Peyton Manning so when you can deliver with that expectation i think if he wins Peyton Manning, I don't think it's joyous for Peyton Manning. I think it's relief. Thank right. goodness I, I got through that and that's a different kind of thing to rise to i think I felt his first Super Bowl win was like that like yeah. when he was on the podium, he's like, "Thank Whew! God, thank glad God. that happened. Thank God, Rex Grossman kept fumbling that football." So, but uh, so even Richard Sherman himself, with his uh, post game deeds, obscured not just Kaepernick, not just uh, Marshawn Lynch, but himself too. And that's the shame. We've talked about nothing else. And in fact, let's move on. Unless Handsome has one. More I have thing. A, one quick thing. When you talk about we've talked about nothing else, mm-hmm. the the truth is that you know my day job is to see what people are interested in clicking on and watching on NFL.com, and then produce more of that stuff until the appetite for it runs out. Sometimes that's that's to our detriment. You know, see Tim Tebow or Brett Favre <laughs> on retirement mm-hmm. uh, rumors. But Richard Sherman right now. Everything we do turns to gold. Anytime someone writes about him, creates a video about him, people are clicking on it and it's blowing up. So um, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like next week. Well, good. There's we just a hundred other stories minutes. to tell on on Richard uh, on other players, but we're probably just going to be talking about Richard Sherman. All right. Well, what are, real quick before we get to uh, Black Tie's next uh, item on the list, what are those storylines? What is going to emerge? Certainly the one to me that I have floated out um, – in the coming week, they're talking to producers about storylines. To me, the one is – well, two uh, two of them. One, Peyton Manning, if he wins this game, is he then the greatest quarterback of all right. time? Or, or at where does he slot? I think that's compelling stuff that, to people like me who like lists. That's going to be story on NFL.com on Super Bowl Sunday morning. That'll be the, the main thing you see on NFL.com oh, is that, right? that, that Sunday morning. And then the other one is the philosophical um, choice that must be made by – Pete Carroll and his staff, do you play Percy Harvin? Is it fair to play Percy Harvin? I'm sure if you're the Seahawks, if you're Richard Sherman or anyone on that defense, you would say, wait, whatever it takes for us to win, I don't care. If Percy Harvin can make a play and we wind up holding the Lombardi, then great. But imagine if you're Curse or Tate or or one of those guys. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, my snaps are going to be cut back for this guy who's taken eight snaps all season long why do i have to sit down this guy's been nothing has had nothing to do with our success suddenly now you're going to jam him in the lineup and i have to sit down i wouldn't i'd be a little raw about that all these players have egos i wouldn't love that i think that's an interesting storyline is it really though because percy harvin was their prize off you know off-season target right but why he didn't do anything the seven or so snaps has been on the field has been great like those guys (laughs) know that percy harvin is there to be explosive and all he needs is one play why wouldn't you play percy harvin i don't think Great Don Shula had the same uh, issue at Super Bowl Seven with Bob Greasy and Earl Morrill. 
That's right. Good for you in, in getting that one out. Yeah, that's a good one. There haven't been – and another guy who is sort of like that is Rod Woodson. Rod right. Woodson gets hurt in week one against the Lions. He rips his knee and then makes what at the time was a remarkable recovery that he was able to get back out on the field for the Super Bowl. But I, I didn't like that, and that was a, there, there was much debate in Pittsburgh, PA, about that at the time. But, but is, the, is, debate, the debate might last two weeks until the Super Bowl gets played. If the Seahawks win and Percy Harvin – is a contributor to that win, then then there isn't um, Curse or Baldwin or anyone else isn't going to be saying, well, I really feel like I should have got more playing time. you got a ring. I think Black Tie, though, to Black Tie's question, I think they, no, no one on the Seahawks, no one in their fan base cares as long as he's productive when he's in there. I'm just saying, if you're one of the receivers, you'd be. I would, that specifically would be what I'd be upset about. Why, why do I have to sit down? They might I've be shown up every day week, and done it. But it, I think that I would say that upset will be washed away if they win a why? Super Bowl. Would the, why? Would, would Tom Brady have been cool with having to sit down if Drew Bledsoe had gone in against the Rams and, th- and won that Super Bowl? Would he be like, yeah, well, same difference. I've still won a ring. Well, there is that, you know, around the NFL, there's a cliche, like it or not, that you don't lose your job to injury. Now, Tom Brady earned that job, but I'm not sure that you could say that Doug Baldwin or Jermaine Curse is like risen to such heights that there's no way Percy Harvin should win the job back again. But Brady got hurt in the game against the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Bledsoe came in and played pretty well, so there was a decision there, and there wasn't the two weeks in between the Super Bowl like there is now. you got to put Percy Harvin in there. I I get it, Um, but Golden, you know, those guys, they're not big-name enough receivers to which you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. well, you can't take Golden Tate off the field. All right. Well, I see because I'm a human being and I have empathy and I understand. Did something happen to you in your childhood? Like yeah, this? I never got to play. That's what okay. happened to me. My the entirety of my childhood is being <laughs> being is marked by coaches deciding to put people who are more talented yeah. than I am. Percy's only got one leg, but Dave, we're going to play him in front of you. <laughs> that happened to one of my friends who got recruited to play football at UCLA and he was a lineman and he was all CIF, you know, which is the equivalent of all state in most places. And he knew, he's like, in his sophomore year, he goes, I knew I was never going to play when the starter in front of me was literally on a broken ankle with it taped <laughs> up, and they would not put me in. In high school basketball, in my senior year, the coach stood before the entire team, and we, he was installing a new offense for, for the coming game. And he said, everybody here has to get a take. And, he, and he, his, his common bit was that he would absentmindedly say, he would list off four of the five starters who always started the games, but it, but then he became egalitarian four in. He would go, right. he'd go one, two, three, four, and then look around at the rest of the roster and be like, it doesn't matter. I, everybody here has to get a taste of the offense. So every, come on, get that. So anybody get in here? And so I would, as I would always do, I jump down there. I'm like, all right, I'm in, coach. He'd be like, except you, Damashek. <laughs> That happened. No way. That happened. Dave, I'm sorry. One of my friends played D3 basketball, and the the star got blood on his jersey. So the coach goes, Laquasto! And he thought he was getting into the game. He's like, hand him your jersey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Black Tie, move along. (laughs) I don't even know where to go with that one. Um, Real quick, just to to wrap it up with Sherman. The man is a genius. He's talked about now. Top 10 jersey sales. He has Beats by Dre commercials, Nike commercials. Say what you want to say about him. I, I totally will say he's a competitive jerk, but as a market, he's a marketing genius as well. He also writes columns. He's a smart man. All right, moving what on. What happens, though? But here's a, here's a question for you. Okay. What happens if – well, here are two scenarios. What if Richard Sherman gets toasted a couple times in the game? What if Demarius Thomas humiliates him – 
specifically in you know gets gets singled up on him and Thomas smokes him a couple times. Does that then diminish his star power? Does that his marketability or is it not uh, at all? That happened he's a little bit yeah. in that Falcon Seahawks. That's um, right, it did. Divisional playoff game. But that, last he year. he had a different profile. He than had a he different has now. profile, but I think we all saw that he was on his way to this type of thing. He was definitely trash. You know, it seemed like he was pretty verbal on the field. Um, and then the other conversation that I said, you know, Peyton Manning, if he wins this, does this then put him at least in the conversation? To me, by the way, not to be anticlimactic, but I think it's still hard. The more I think about it, Joe Montana is four for four in Super Bowls, never even threw an interception in a Super Bowl. I don't know how you beat that. You know, I, well, I thought if Brady won, then you put him in there. But, you know, listen. Yeah, but the, the game was set up for passing when Joe Montana was playing. The the defenses weren't a lot. <laughs> no, I think you have you know, it backwards. Is it backwards? It's set up now. Oh, right? now it's wow. Set up for them. So think, it seems more impressive. I think your <laughs> argument shows that Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback in Super Bowls. Yeah. But I don't know if that means he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, I mean, it's, it's, that it's, goes to the, the conversation the of does it make a difference when you if you shine in January, which right. to me it means everything. Right. Yes, black tie. All right, next oh, up. Oh, the, the other question I was going to ask is, though, real quick. So if he loses this game, and what if they really own him, 35-13 to 13 yep. or something, if the Seahawks shut him down, then does that knock Peyton Manning down a peg in perception? Do we? Is it like, well, I never want to hear his name mentioned again among the all-time greats or among Brady and, uh, you know, and, and uh, Montana and a couple other names, Elway? Right. In my opinion would be if it depends how he loses. I think if they – Almost like the way that Brady was a completely like that Patriots team was completely outplayed by the Broncos in the AFC Championship game. You don't really put that on Brady. It was just like one team was clearly better than the other. If that's what goes down in the Super Bowl, then I'm not sure that you knock him down that much. Of course, he's lost another Super Bowl, so you would do a bit. But if he tosses three interceptions, then yeah, of course you're gonna you, people are gonna get on him again. You're on Twitter, right? Yes. There is no. <laughs> there is nothing Peyton Manning could do that would. Call off the fanboys. There would not be a, he could throw six interceptions, and I all the tweets would be dissecting why all six of those interceptions weren't his fault. They would be defending at least he got him to the Super Bowl. You're in love with Tom Brady or one of those three themes. <laughs> it is interesting. Would be, that's basically but at least what it would they'll be. have the excuse of the cold, though. I would yeah. Think. So anyway, all right, black tie. All right. So we have three more topics here that we need to breeze through quickly. We don't have a lot of time. First up. Pro Bowl draft. The very first NFL Pro Bowl draft was on Wednesday. You guys, how did you? What did you think about the whole process? The new Pro Bowl, no NFC, no AFC, just Team Sanders and Team Rice. I say start with Handsome Hank on this one. Okay, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I watched all three hours of that last night, partly because I had to, but I really enjoyed it. I like those sort of candid moments where you see players like Jamal Charles, who we've had in this studio before, having a good time. You know. And look, we all like a fantasy draft. I think one of my favorite things ever is seeing um, the Washington Redskins once put out a video of their players doing a fantasy draft before the the season started. Oh yeah, I think it's fun with Smoot, right? With Fred Smoot, Smoot was in Cooley that one, and those guys. Yeah, I think it's fun seeing players, uh, you know, talking about their 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 colleagues. And then also, I really enjoyed well, I, the a last, lot of, I, the it's last, funny you say that without irony, considering that uh, all anybody's talked about this week is the way a football player candidly talked about his well, peers. Okay, but <laughs> I know what you mean. But but, uh, but I, I really enjoyed the last forty-five minutes where you've got some guys who are clearly used to being picked first in things. Uh, you know, in gym class, they were never going to be like Dave, w- hoping that that coach would l- yeah. let him have a go. 
And then How's that the, feel, Alex Smith? The very <laughs> last pick is Alex Smith, who was the first pick in an actual real life draft, is the last pick in the Pro Bowl draft. I thought it was. I thought it was doesn't feel so good, does it, Alex Smith? Exactly. I was always the guy who was in the middle. Like when you would be choosing up teams, there would always be one guy, and he would pick the two best guys, and then somebody else would pick. The, so I was always like not good enough to be picked by the best guy. So I always ended up being the captain of the B team. Yeah. Which was the way I like to go through life. I feel then you like have a, you have a certain set of control because then you're like, you know, now that I'm going to be quarterback of the B, even though it's the B team, I'm still going to be quarterback and I'll choose a couple of my guys. Did you guys standardly do the you get the first pick or next two? Because I think that's the that's no, the no, key. No. If you do first or next two, I always like the next two. My buddy Mike Vanderweerd brought the football. He picked the team. He picked the first two guys, and it was always Alex Castellanos and Michael Corral. And they were always the first two. And, yes, he is related to Frank Corral. And he, oh. those are the first two. Those were the first two off the board. And then I would come out, and I'd be like, fine, so I'm going to pick the DePaulo brother. You know, it was like that kind of thing. Well, um, yeah, I thought, but the bottom line is, yeah, I was entertained by watching uh, some of the reactions. I felt like there was a range. Some of those guys, I, I thought, Tony Gonzalez ain't there? What's he doing? What's his schedule so busy with that he can't make it to the draft? <laughs> he was yet. a late addition to the Pro Bowl roster. I, I don't Someone care. had pulled out. Yeah. Well, then he should uh, he should have been the last pick. He should have felt shame for, for getting there late. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. To me, all of this, it, and and I think we agree, handsome, because we talked about this yesterday. The, this draft is probably going to trump the actual game, but I'm rooting against that because what the, it really needs is that if after the fact, after this draft, if you were engaged by it, if you look at the game and it's crummy, then I think the draft experience will fall apart. Yeah. I think you have to see really? a more competitive game. This Wait, time. hold on. Your fantasy draft is fun no matter what happens during the course of the season. Oh, that's you so rem- untrue. If, you're te- if, it's ter- if your team's terrible, you, then you don't want to do s- it. You don't even want to look at it. But you still had fun at the draft, and it doesn't take away like the fun that you have at your draft party. The guy that you kick out... That still happens, and that's still a great time, and that's still a great story. What happened? I don't know anything about your fantasy leagues other than this guy's been kicked off and jumped off a fire escape. John Hamm got kicked out of the league. I don't know. I, I, it, that makes the rest of this. I don't even know who's won your leagues. Like well, anything see, like that's that. past. Adam. I live in the now. You know, we're dust in the wind. All right, go with. Uh... But the Pro Bowl's great. I do want to go on record. I love the event, and I think the game's cool. I wish they would play it in different listen, places. Why does it have to be in to Hawaii? People, speaking to people who were at the draft and were sort were around those players, and then looking at those players' tweets, I think some of them are a little bit stung by the fact that they weren't picked first, and I think they will play a little bit harder than you've seen in the past. <laughs> I hope I so. I will definitely tune in to see how that all works Yeah, out. it's going to be interesting, legitimately. Yes, Black Tie. All right, last, last, last. You said you had three more. Now, well, you guys are taking up so much time. All right, well, let's see how quickly we can do it. Exactly. He asked a great question. Let's do a one-word answer. Oh, by the way, while you have that pasta with, I had those same that same pasta with the cherry tomatoes, which are which are sweet like a piece of candy. I'm also enjoying a glass from that same commissary of plum water. They they do the they put the big vats of water out mm-hmm. there and they put mm. usually lemons or oranges today plums though interesting I gotta tell you it's, the, it's that must quite be the nice. VIP section yes all right black tie ask your next question all right who do you guys have winning the Super Bowl MVP oh. rank I start with you Peyton Manning 
Peyton Manning, no matter Super what Bowl happens, MVP. it's already etched in stone. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. It doesn't. The Broncos don't even have to win the game, and Peyton Manning is your Super Bowl MVP. Well, I'll say I'll go you you next, handsome. I'm going to say that Marshawn Lynch will be your Super Bowl MVP. I think that's a really interesting choice because we know that the Broncos. The, the the idea, and I, I, I'm on record as saying that the, the reason that they're going to not win the Super Bowl, along with the, the cold weather, doesn't suit that uh, suit that passing offense, is I feel like you need playmakers, and that's going to rear its head at some point. So far, they've been, they've survived against the Chargers and the Patriots, but in a nip and tuck nick and nip and tuck game, I think a guy like Von Miller could make one play that would swing things. He's not there. I don't see anybody on that defense who can do it. The thing that they have done quietly is stuff to run and you saw that with Knighton mm-hmm. against uh, against the Patriots as I forecasted. I said they I don't think I didn't think everybody said, Oh, both teams are gonna run the ball at each other. I said the Patriots aren't gonna be able to do that just because that right. exists in your brain. Different defenses have different levels of success. Therefore the idea well Marshawn Lynch was terrific last week doesn't equal he's going to do it again I know that's not what you're saying because the Niners obviously are good at stopping the run too and he had his way so I could see him doing that to to um to that Broncos and they are more I, physical yeah I, you know yeah, by, and the other part co- is you, the quarterback normally get like it, yeah it's been recently that the quarterback of the winning team you can pretty much count on him getting it but Russell Wilson hasn't done enough sorry black tie you may want to block your ears for this in the playoffs he doesn't hasn't really Seem like he's his old Russell Wilson self, throwing sexy deep balls and um, and you know generally making those plays. By the way, I did not know this. I was doing. Uh, Wait, hold on. He he threw a great deep ball. He did if throw you saw, one sexy deep ball. You're but right. But that that's the difference between these two quarterbacks is that you will see Russell Wilson able to extend plays by running around. Yes. If that defense, because Colin Kaepernick evaded a lot of the rush because he's able to move and run. Peyton Manning not quite as mobile. Um, <laughs> not quite. No. Not quite. Hey, and Colin oh, I do. I, by the way, be on the lookout. I have. I, I don't know what time it'll be, but on Sunday morning, on uh, or not this Sunday morning, but next Sunday, I'll do. Um, oh yeah, I was going to talk about the podcast. I am doing something on Super Bowl Sunday about the quarterbacks and why, in a world of seven billion people, there aren't thirty-two suitable quarterbacks to play the position. Um, but also, yeah, the podcast we're doing it next week, but we won't have one for you until. Wednesday night, right, Black Tie? That is correct. So the Super Bowl, NFL.com Live Super Bowl 48 show, that's actually going to become a podcast every day, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But it won't just be that. We'll, we'll also kibitz around it. Well, too. no, it will essentially just be the show. We'll do an open and a close, which is, you know, hey, you do right, a that's hello and hi. Well, you know. You think if believe me, if people are listening forever, right now, Black Tie, then they like to hear us talk. Don't say <laughs> it's not gonna be you talking. We well, want to it'll sell be like it a as, two minute open where Shaq says hello. It's like hey, we I did this. I guarantee you it'll be wow. more than two it'll minutes. Be a 30 I guarantee close. That's optimistic. Like this one was gonna be a forty minutes and oh, yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's, we cover... got three minutes to go. On this um, podcast. All right. Ask your next question. Oh, I didn't give my answer. Percy Harvin. No, it's not gonna be Percy Harvin. I think it's going to be <laughs> I think that I, I do feel like the Seahawks are going to win because, as I said, if it's 30 degrees or, or less, I know it's simplistic, but I do think that that is going to be the difference. I don't think the Broncos are going to want anything to do on either side of the ball with that very physical Seahawks thing like A.J. Hawk told us and so many other players have told us. The cold, it is hard to account for 
it's not as easy to 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 um, put into perspective as statistics are. Hey, this, this prolific offense goes when you when you're physical and you hit really really hard the way though Marshawn Lynch is hard to wrap up and delivers a blow that wears on the tackler as the game wears on. So if the Seahawks are close come halfway through the third quarter, I think the the Broncos are going to be increasingly less interested in in banging heads with Marshawn Lynch. I think Lynch is a good bet there. But you know what? Not a bet. I was that was my pick. I haven't made a bet. And this is completely <laughs> anecdotal, but the last time a guy was so in the headlines for being villainous, it was Ray Lewis in what was that, two thousand and he was the M V P so maybe that is why I think I could see Richard Sherman. Everybody's going to be watching him. So if he picks off a couple of passes, that'll get him the yep. MVP. So I could see him pulling through there. All right, Black Tie, yes. Dark horse, uh, Bobby Wagner, the middle linebacker. I see, especially with the weather, I see Peyton Manning looking for some shorter throws than usual. Uh-huh. Bobby Wagner, pretty good linebacker. People talk about Luke Keekley a lot. Bobby Wagner's up there as well. I've, I can see him making a couple of plays across the middle and uh, the Seahawks winning like maybe a six, ten point game. All right. Very all right. Good. Well, that's good all call. I got. That's all I got, guys. No, you we, don't. We, you we, got we, one, one more. We don't. Ask us you one more ask question. it or you're shame the devil. You ask the last question. Fine, fine. All right, last question. Nothing to do with football. Oh. But as as listeners of the show know, we're all fans and watchers except Adam Rank of uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones Season Ooh. 4. Have you guys seen the trailer yet? If so, what are I your see. thoughts and reactions? I saw the trailers for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, they really are <laughs> teasing this thing. To, now, I, you know. Uh, here's something that you should do. I did it um, over the past week. I went back and I watched the first season. And, boy, I thought, oh, this is going to be laborious. This is going to be like homework to have to sit through these again to get caught up. And, in fact, it was the opposite. I felt uh, I felt like I was having questions answered that I didn't know I had. You pick up a lot of new oh, stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I didn't know that that was his brother. I never knew that those two were related, those kind of things. I listen. My reaction to it is sincerely, as I wrote on Twitter. I I don't know if I'm ready to live in a world where where the Wolf King no longer exists. I don't know if I want to walk in that world, but I'm going to do it for him because he would want me to, and I'm going to go on for the Wolf King in honor of the Wolf King in memory of the Wolf King. In the meantime, people should be watching the new HBO show True Detective with a sublime. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson and our old pal Mike Dell from LCSHockey.com dropped me a line. He's he in said, it? He said, land a fo-. No, he's not in it, but he fa- he fancies the girl who is making time with Woody Harrelson in it. He wants her in the land of the fox, A-S-A-M-P. I said, maybe we need to do a showdown with actress newcomers, her, the girl from True Detective, versus the Wolf of Wall Street, speaking of the Wolf, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street's wife, in that movie, maybe we should do a, a showdown. But that's stuff for the offseason. We have Super Bowl to get ready for. Next time we speak to you, in fact, we'll be coming at you from the Super Bowl, from New York City. Can't wait to get out there and set up shop and uh, get into all the fun. Make sure you go up to Adam Rank and mention to him that uh, Handsome Hank owes him a sweatshirt, and, then, and then you'll get it. But it's got to be Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Right. You, you can't come up to me at Bar Bacon. On Tuesday night and ask for the sweatshirt. You'll, you can do it, but you won't get it. You won't get it. it. Yeah. And the other thing oh. is, you may already have given away the sweatshirt. So I might not have. Every so don't single get, person gets a sweatshirt. Don't get upset. We'll, we'll I'm still, not just handing out all my sweatshirts. We'll still take a photo. Like, if you come up and the sweatshirt's gone, I'll pose. I suppose I could, I could spare one of my two fingerless mittens. Not a chance. It's like a Charles Dickens <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. 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 
Uh, you Speaking have of else? shows, yeah, sorry, you just plugged um, H- HBO Shooter Detective. You guys have to check out Sherlock if you haven't yet. It's the, it's on a, CBS? No, it's on, well, it's it on shows BBC here America. on P- PBS. Oh, but wait, it shows with Lucy on, Liu? No, not elementary. Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. I just love spectacular. that there's a Benedict real human being named Bene- uh, an He's Englishman named Benedict Cumberbatch. One I of the best voices in the, in the game. One of the best voices in the, in the game. game. Check it out. And great body language, too. Also, it's great. It's <laughs> in the game. Great. What game is he playing? All right. Well, listen. Let's make way to the airport. Let's uh, fly off to the other side of uh, these United States. We look forward to kibitzing with you all next week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.